podcast as part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to today's episode of the 49ers Unrestricted Podcast, home of the best 49ers takes. I'm Timmy Gibson here with my co-host, Daniel Bigelow. Daniel, how are you doing this fine morning? I'm good. I feel like it is, I wake up this morning, I guess it would have been Saturday is really when it started, but I feel like I wake up and it's December 1st and Christmas is coming and it's almost time for football. Why did you feel like that, Daniel? Oh, because football's here? Because football is here, my stockings are hung, and I am waiting for some gifts. Yeah, the 49ers played the Kansas City Chiefs in the preseason. We will we will break that down later. There are a lot of things to talk about with that, and I know Daniel and I are really excited to break it down for you. But first, we have a couple of 49ers news and stuff we need to catch you up on. First things first, let's get this out of the way. We talked a little bit about HaHa Clinton Dix on our last episode saying we thought the 49ers should sign him. Clearly the 49ers hacked our computers or something. And we're listening to that, our conversation because before the episode was even released, haha Clinton Dix was a 49er. Daniel, I love the signing. I think the secondary needed it. Any thoughts on haha Clinton Dix joining the Niners? Absolutely. I mean, I said last week in our podcast that I thought it would be a great sign. Uh, we have a lot of young guys that are ready to step up in the secondary, but I would love to see another veteran presence there to, even if it's just help coach him along as a player, I would love that. But I do think that haha Clinton Dix will actually provide some excellent depth for the Niners. And it's not even a, a selfish thing, but I, you know, I pat myself on the back and you, you as well, where we said that this would be a great sign. And then later that day, I believe they signed him. And it's like, yeah, Oh, I, I might know what I'm talking about sometimes. Like, this is great. Thank you for this boost of confidence, Niners. Yeah, seriously. Really validated my takes. I think, I think the other big takeaway, and I know we'll probably dive into some injuries in a bit, but it's sounding more and more, and Kyle Shanahan has said this, and I think the signing reinforces this, that we might not see Jaquaski Tart for a long time. And so that is, is unfortunate. Yeah, and Jimmy Ward has also had some injuries in his young career, younger career, and so having two safeties that could be injured, are injured, um, just makes me think that this is a smarter move um, as well with that. So I'm excited to see them balance each other out. I think it would be a great addition to the team. Yeah. He was an all-pro, as we talked about last week, so we'll see what he has left. Yeah, and a couple other signings, Daniel. This 49ers signed linebacker Michael Kendricks. Uh, Kendrick's experienced linebacker. Any any thoughts on the Niners bringing him in? Yeah, I uh, I don't necessarily think the Niners needed a signing at this position as much as they did the secondary. Um, I yeah, do 100%. think that. Yeah, Michael. That's an that's an easy one. Michael Michael Kendricks is a pretty experienced linebacker. Um, he was drafted by the Eagles back in 2012. I'm kind of surprised. I don't think I remembered that it was that long ago. So he won the Super Bowl with the Eagles. Um, and then he was out of football for a little bit. And I think he went from the Eagles to the Browns, but I don't even know if he truly played in a real game with the Browns. Yeah. He spent a few years with the Seahawks and ended the 2020 season with the Washington football team. So I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, I'm less confident and expectant in Michael Kendricks than I am haha Clinton Dix. And uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not skeptical of the signing, but I'm just, you know, I'm kind of like, nah, okay. Do you, do you think he makes the team? Like, do you think he makes the 53 man roster? I say Clinton Dix does. I don't, I don't know about Kendricks. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd say, I'd say haha makes it hands down. Um, I don't really yeah. understand the signing at all if he doesn't, but uh I definitely lean towards Kendrick's making it, you know, part of me doesn't even want to say that there's much of a chance that he doesn't, but obviously there is. I think it's just, I always struggle when teams, when teams cut or when the kind of like 
a, you know, he, he's a Super Bowl champion. You know, it takes a whole team still, but he he's a veteran. He's got some experience. And for someone like that to not make a team kind of makes me scratch my head for a second. But, you know, some guys only have it for a short time, and I, I totally get that. Yeah. But, yeah, haha, Clinton Dix is a much more shoe-in for the 53-man roster. So I guess I won't be that surprised if Kendricks doesn't make it. Yeah, one, 100%. I think – and we'll we'll dive into this in the preseason. There was, and when we break down this weekend's game, but there was a nice little surprise at the safety position that I think could impact um, Clinton Dix's chances of making the team. But well, that's a little it's a little trailer for why you why you got to keep listening. Um, we got a couple injuries as well from the preseason, from practices that now we kind of know what the outlook might be. We mentioned that Chikwaski Tart, I don't even think there's a timeline. His turf toe injury is keep him out for a long time. Side note, turf toe sounds, what was that, Daniel? Sorry. We've seen turf toe keep people out for a while. I'm trying to remember the receiver just had a few years ago that really, really got him. Turf toe sounds like a brutal, brutal injury. I was listening to um, the Ringer Fantasy Football Podcast, and they've been saying for a few months, they were like, we should not be calling it turf toe because it's this ridiculously painful injury that ends careers sometimes. Like, it's a terrible injury, and turf toe makes it sound like you, like, stubbed your toe. It absolutely And really, like, a bunch of tendons in your foot are – it's a nasty – it's a nasty injury, but it does not not sound as bad as it is. It it looks horrible. It feels horrible. And when we say turf toe, you're you're so right. I think of a stubbed toe. Yeah. I picture a wide receiver right off the line, chopping his feet, about to break, and instead of you know, he just chops his foot right into the ground. His toe jams into the turf. I'm like, ah, turf needs toe. But it is not. It is not a fun injury whatsoever. I actually yeah. had a friend in high school who had it and uh, was out Brutal. an entire entire season and summer camp because of turf toe. Wow. Has, uh, has Tart had surgery? Cause they can sometimes do a surgery for turf toe. Did he ever get the surgery? Um, I'm not actually sure, but I can look that up. But yeah. before we talk about the other injuries, Timmy, I want to take just 30 seconds. And what would we rename turf toe? Yeah. We had to get- um, I don't want to, like I said, credit to the ringer fantasy football show. They've, they've done this segment before, but I think, gosh, I don't even know. Bent foot. <laughs> Bent foot. Oh, I don't even know what I would do. See, I asked you a question on the spot. I'm horrible on the spot. No, yeah, but it's a. The point is, if you're not if you're not an avid NFL follower and you hear us say turf toe, you probably think, oh, that's a minor injury. And the answer is just it's not. Like it can be a really really career ending injury. So that's really something to keep an eye on with Tart. The fact that the 49ers are bringing in help at safety unfortunately does not build well for a guy who has been a good player for the 49ers recently. Yeah. And other injuries, um, Daniel, I know we saw some stuff on running back and special teamer, Elijah Mitchell. What are you, what are you seeing there? I'm seeing that he, uh, Kyle Shanahan talked some post game stuff for the first preseason game. And he talked injuries and he was saying that it says that Elijah Mitchell is only going to miss the rest of preseason with an adductor strain um i thought it was going to be more was going to be more time uh, and it might be but the way that he talked about it made it sound like it was only preseason but i won't be surprised all if it goes past preseason um but that would be awesome if it was only preseason but i mean it's still a bummer because i think elijah mitchell a lot of preseason touches um, and i would he's fighting for his spot and i would have loved to see him play would have loved to see what he can do. Uh, yeah, I I'm curious how because I think with the injury, if he's going to make the roster, it really matters to how much he had cemented his special teams role. Because yeah. if he because apparently he's been good on special teams, so if he's cemented that role, he might make the roster. But I I have a hard time imagining him not being practice squad for running back if he hasn't really locked up that totally. the uh, but- special teams job. The hard part is because Michael Hasty, I want to say, is a pretty decent special teams guy too. And so yeah. that's like when he's not in the running back, and he looked good out there on Saturday. He had, yeah. I want to say, he had the most yards out of running back, and he had a touchdown. Um, and he looked good last year when he had to play a little bit. And from what I've read, he's been pretty good on the special teams as well. So it's yeah, hard. And, and Jeff Wilson is sitting, coming back in week six, seven, eight. 
of the totally. season as well. So I'm interested to see, you know, there's no running back battle here, but I'm really interested to see kind of how that the bottom tier of the running back depth chart shapes out. Yeah. I do think it's important. Yeah. I'm I'm yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting for for sure. Other injuries, um, Aaron Banks, rookie offensive lineman, is out for a pretty significant amount of time. You said two to three weeks, Daniel. He did not get out there, so not as significant as I originally thought. Um, he didn't get out there on Saturday in the preseason game. I think we talked about this last week, breaking down the depth chart, but the 49ers really could use Aaron Banks being ready and earning the starting job at right guard. That would really, really help the team. So it is a bummer that one, he is injured, and two, that he still has not won that job. So keep an eye on Aaron Banks. He's a big guy. I think he is eventually going to be a starting offensive lineman, but the 49ers would have that hopefully be sooner rather than later, and especially with an injury, it's looking like it might be more like later. Any thoughts on the Aaron Banks injury, Daniel? No, I mean, I I agree with everything you just said. I would love to see him come back quick and show us that he can have a starting spot. But as we talked about last week, I also think it'd be cool to have him maybe not start the first few games of the season, kind of watch and be ready. If, if there's an injury, he fills in. And if, uh, if he waits a little bit, that's fine. But I think, as you said, he could be a swing guy or more like we have other swing guys where he can fill in and maybe his more natural spot. Um, yeah. The guys will move around, but yeah, and I believe he played tackle in college, right? So that it's already a bit of a transition for him to move, make the move to a guard. Yeah, um, not a, not an uncommon transition coming into the NFL. Not an uncommon. It is no, it is a transition. I want to give it the credit that it needs. That it's a transition, as you said. Um, you know, I I, I want to say, not it's it's a lot easier going from tackle to guard than it is for Jordan Matthews going from wide receiver for twenty years to tight end. He's doing like I'm reading things that say like he might actually make this roster, which this isn't really bad. injury news, but he yeah. he might get out there. Some of the last injury news I got for us is players returning to practice this morning. Let's um, go. These all share should be back from knee sprain. And the other biggest notable one, uh, Kawan Williams, will be back in practice after that's huge. Is that is why that, I'm so excited reading that. Big excited. I think. I think we'll, we'll talk about this when we break down the preseason game. I think the 49ers secondary it might not be the weakness people are saying it is, and Williams coming back will definitely contribute to that. Any other any other news before we make that transition into the the preseason game? No, I, I, that's all I've got for news wise. Sweet. All right, let's talk preseason. The 49ers this weekend took on the Kansas City Chiefs at Levi's Stadium in front of a crowd, which was awesome. Preseason game, Mahomes actually did play a drive, which kind of shocked me. But the Chiefs won 19-16. to 16. I do not care about the score at all. Daniel, just to get this out of the way, do you care about the score at all? I do not care about the score. And I've seen a lot of buzz about the Niners. You know, people aren't that impressed with how the Niners played, with how they looked. And I completely disagree. Um, and I do yeah. not think it is just because of bias. If we were to go through the starting lineups, if you watched the game from start to finish, the Chiefs on offense and defense, almost all the way through both sides of the ball, started their starters the whole way, way longer. The Chiefs starters stayed in. Yeah. And I don't remember how their offensive line looked, but I know Orlando Brown was in there. And he's one of the best tackles in the game behind Trent Williams. Yeah. They traded for him Trent last Williams, season. Yeah, and Trent Williams was not playing, nor was Alex Mack. So we still had our starters there, but no Trent Williams there. Yeah. And no Kittle, uh, no Bosa, no Warner, none of our top dudes on offense or defense. But the starting lineup for the Chiefs had on the defensive line, the defensive line had all of their guys with. Chris Jones, Frank Clark, and Derek Nadi, and newly signed or acquired, I think, yeah, signed um, Jaron Reed, defensive tackle for now the Chiefs, was on the Seahawks. And, yeah. and they're all studs, especially Chris Jones and Frank Clark. Um, an, un, an unfair so course, matchup. <laughs> 
course, Trey Lance gets sacked four times. Like, I'm not surprised at yeah. all by that. And I think I, I read some stuff where people are like, well, the rookie took four sacks. And it's like, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. He did. I mean, and on I, Trey, that he played even through that. Yeah. I mean, I know, you know, I'm itching to talk about Trey, but on Trey Lance's first drive, he was playing with the second team offense. Like you just said, second team offensive line, first team defensive line. The fact that he didn't get sacked on every play is honestly kind of impressive. Like he took a sack and I was like, well, I don't know. Like, and he, you know, he's a leader. He, he said, that's on me. Like I, I take full responsibility for that, but it's like, no, you don't like, it's not your fault. Like maybe he thinks it is, which is awesome. Like you want him to like, be like, no, 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 that's on me. Sure. sure there were things he could have done better. And we'll, we'll talk about all that in a second, but yeah. yeah, at least that first sack, I, I don't know how you can blame him at all when he was up against, like you said, like defensive starters against our second with our second string offensive line out there. Totally. Yeah, I uh, I was pleased with. I mean, I was excited seeing Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk out there. It was fun yeah. seeing those guys again. We saw some of those play action, uh, just some of those play action plays that we love to see with those two guys. Um, yeah, Debo excited. had the first catch from Jimmy, and it was it was awesome. We ran a guy it over. Great. It was great. It looked good, and you know, um, the announcers were talking like, uh, "Yeah, Jimmy's gonna be out there for the first drive." Unless it's uh, four plays, we might see him come in and then boom, first play to Debo was for a first down. And I was like, he's going to be around for hopefully just one drive, but it's going to be a long enough drive. Maybe 12 plays to a touchdown would be the dream in that situation. But they eventually got stopped, right? He did not, he didn't make a touchdown on that one. But that was his only drive. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy went three, he was three for three, 26 yards, zero interceptions, zero sacks. Not a bad stat line for one drive. Yeah, and you know it's it's preseason. They're not necessarily going to be hucking the ball like they would be in a in a game. But again, oh, I, I don't know, Daniel. I saw someone huck the ball. I don't know if we want to talk about that. Yeah, there is. Uh, but Jimmy's not a guy who's throwing the ball downfield constantly, so we're not surprised. Oh, no, he's not uh, three for three with only twenty six yards. Like that's not a great average in terms of quarterback stat line. But if you know Jimmy, you know that you're not expecting that, but you're expecting no. a lot more. A lot more Quick passes, accurate, getting the ball out, working with the running backs, knowing the offense. That's Jimmy. Yeah. And the thing that, man, I was sold. I want to say it's 2019. I feel like it was earlier. I was already sold on Kyle's offense before then. But this is like, you know, when you're sold on something and then you thought you couldn't support something more and you get another reason and you're like, how in the world could I have loved this even more? It was when, yeah. and I want to say it was after the 2019 season, might have been 18 where the Niners had the shortest uh, from quarterback to receiving to receiver catching the ball had the shortest average. It was like six yards uh, average, but then they also on the flip side were first in yards after catch. Yeah. Guys like Debo, Ayuk and Kittle who catch that ball and man, they're getting downfield three times the amount of, yards they ran for their route to receive the ball and i was like that's Kyle Shanahan's offense yeah there's this six yard pass but i'm gonna go make it 18 yards after the catch so that was one of my that was the thing that sold me on their offense more so i i saw a glimpse of that in this preseason game and that's what yeah i i saw some of that too with a couple guys that i didn't necessarily expect to see it with where do we want to do we want to just get trey watch out of the way should we do it I can't believe you said out of the way, but yeah, I mean, not out of the way. Let's, let's do it. We got time for some Trey watch. Trey Lance played his first snaps in the red and gold. He played his first football game in a long time and it was not perfect, but it was exciting. I thought it was promising on his very first play. Daniel, he gets out there. I think it was his first pass attempt. It's a play action. He bootlegs it around and he fires a ball right to Brandon Ayuk hits him right in the hands and Ayuk drops it, which is ridiculous. I don't know how you dropped that. And I think I immediately texted you, Daniel, I love him so much. And I was like, I was sold after that one play. I didn't need to see anything else. It was a drop, but it was just a perfect pass, perfect play. And I was just like, this is my guy. Like this, this is it. He then, that was when he took a sack, which I don't think was his fault. And then, and then punted. And then Daniel, he comes back out there. And let's just, let's break this one down. He gets his first completion 
in the NFL, which is an 80 yard touchdown pass on, I think it was on a play action to yeah, Trent rugged out left to Trent Sherfield, who takes it in for a touchdown. It was 43 yards in the air. And Daniel, this was not like a, this was not like the wide receivers wide open and the quarterback just hucks it and the wide receiver gets to it. This was, he threw him open. He hit him while he was running. I mean, it was across the field, across his body. This was one of the best passes I've ever seen a player make in a 49ers uniform in my time as a fan with the team. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo makes that pass. I, I mean, I know it was against the second team defense, but man, that was one of the best passes I've seen. Yeah, I don't think I've seen a 49ers quarterback make a pass like that in my time with the team. Well, what were your thoughts? Just looking at that pass. Well, then we'll break down Trey's performance as a whole. But that oh, I love it. It, I mean, yeah, as I said, he bootlegged out left. And I love when quarterbacks roll out left because especially Aaron Rodgers is the king of this in my mind, where if he rolls out left and he's he's out there on the left side of the field with no one around him, he is he's bombing it. And that is what he's preparing to do. He's throwing a home run here. Um, and that trade did the exact same thing. But if you watched kind of the breakdown of the play, I don't, I don't remember where Sherfield lined up. I just remember him in the middle of the field, 30 yards out from the line of scrimmage. And you've got a cornerback on his left. You've got his guy right in front of him to the left. And then you have a safety up left. No one is on the right side of the field. And yeah. I don't know the kind of the play, but it didn't even look like it was drawn up to go out that way to me. But he had a beautiful cut and he shook the or at least got the the cornerback that was farther off of him just to draw off and the safety yeah. way late to pick him up. So he's now just one on one with his guy and his cut separated him just enough. As you said, that ball was perfectly placed. Yeah, he threw him open. He did. He threw him open. He led him perfectly that what Trey Lance usually has a beautiful spiral. That was yeah. not one of his beautiful throws in the air, but it got there of, though. He got there in terms of placement. Perfect. It, yeah. as you said, he threw him open. He shook the defenders to get just that little edge. And it was awesome. Yeah. It was perfect. I know, played. I know this isn't Trey watch, but just a quick aside, Trent Sherfield is making this roster, right? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. I Trent more later. I would love okay. to see, I would love to see him boost up the depth chart and I'm bummed that was really the only play we saw from him yeah. I want to see do, more. do you know what my favorite part Daniel of of this great touchdown pass was hit me with it watching Jimmy go wild on the sideline right how cool Jimmy was, was so excited for Trey Lance and he talked about it after the game like man I my respect for Jim, like I always liked Jimmy I always respected him but watching him go through this my respect for him could could not be higher than it is right now. The way he is handling this, openly embracing being a mentor to Trey, supporting him, just being confident in like who he is, but also just being like, just being so, such a mentor. Like we've seen guys like, like Tom Brady is not a mentor to his backup quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, not really. Brett Favre, not really. Like all these great QBs. And I know that's just some competitive nature, but like Tom Brady is like, no, my backup does not get a snap with the first team offense. Like Jimmy is just so like my respect for him as a person is just skyrocketing watching him, how he's handling this. Yeah. And a lot of those guys that uh, you named like with their backups and stuff, they might not have had the great greatest relationships because they were competing. Like even Joe Montana and Steve Young weren't buddy buddy as much because one's really good. And the other one is also good and younger and is gunning for their spot, but they're more of a mentor just because the guy gets to watch them excel and play and learn from them. Totally. Um, but it makes you, it makes you want to root for Jimmy G. If we trade him d- during the year, next off season, he signed somewhere. It makes us want to root for him. If he's somewhere else, like, Hey, like you were so good to us and to Trey, like we want yeah. to see somewhere else. One yeah, other I mean, note about that play. Sorry. One of the note about that play and I was bummed because the announcers stole this from me. They said it on TV and they spoke from my brain. A lot of guys, I think, who come into the league make mistakes because they don't understand. It's, you know, the next level, there's certain tricks to learn. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that this is still a thing in college you need to be aware of. But Trey Lance did not give away the play with his eyes whatsoever. Yeah. Not give away the play. I want to say it was Ayuk, 
but Ayuk was also open that play. Yeah. I don't know if that if he uh, I don't think Ayuk was the primary receiver on this play, but he was open and he was much closer. Probably would have been a much I mean it absolutely would have been a much easier play for Lance. But I love that we have a backup currently backup quarterback, not for long. Uh, that will yeah. I instead think, of taking the easy plays, like now nah, we're sending it and perfectly placed it. I, love I think the that rest. pass was when I was like, oh man, they want him to start. Cause I really don't think Jimmy makes that pass. Like that is not something. And Jimmy's a great quarterback. He's a great guy. We just talked about that. That is not a throw in Jimmy's arsenal. And to see Trey Lance make that, it's like, oh man, like he, they want him to take this job. Now in a second, maybe we shift to Trey's performance as a whole. Cause I thought it was good. I don't, I don't know if it looked like a guy who is a hundred percent ready to be a starter in this league yet. Yes. It was his first snaps. Yes. He was with the second. And I think at some point third team offense, but it was not perfect. And you know, I'm a like, you know, I'm a big Trey Lance guy. So when I'm saying it was everyone not perfect. Yeah. All, everyone knows that that's true. But when I'm saying like, I don't think this game showed that he's a hundred percent ready to be the starter. I agree. I think. Yeah. So let's, let's break down break down all of it real fast. So I do want to say to you that oh, yeah. I agree that it didn't, he didn't show that he's super ready, but I do want to say that comparatively to other rookies I've seen start their first preseason game. And of course I'm, I can't just say to any rookies, but even first round draft picks. Oh yeah. Like Josh Rosen yeah. also on our team. Um, yeah. Not for long. He Trey Lance looked comfortable out there. He did not look like he had his first game, first NFL game jitters. Totally. He was comfortable out there. He didn't crack under pressure. And I mean, pressure from the defense. Sure, he was sacked four times, but I am so used to seeing a young quarterback who doesn't want to take the sack and lost for yards just last second throw the ball, some stupid play and interception. He did not do that. He took the sacks all four times. Granted, some of them didn't really have an option and he's going down with the ball but he held on to it and he didn't just get rid of it to try to get an incomplete pass instead. Totally. And I love that. That was one of my biggest problems with, I think Josh Allen two years ago where he was, you know, he was doing well, but I'm like, no, it's, he's got to refine these mistakes that you don't see veterans make as much. Yeah. Um, sure. It was just one game, but I was really impressed with the way that Trey handled those certain aspects where I think that takes time to learn yeah it's better to just get sacked instead of throw the ball up and and hope someone gets it and so those things those in the moment decisions are really hard to train yourself to get and i think he's much closer than i was going to give him credit for before the game totally and i say like i think this means he's not like 100 percent ready i also think after watching this game like he will be the starter at some point this season unless we are undefeated by like week seven or eight like trey will be Trey will be winning this job this season. I think, I think yeah. that's almost guaranteed at this point. Um, all right. You want to break down performance as a whole real fast. Good. So let me read you some stats. Trey Lance went five for 14 for yeah. 128 yards and one touchdown. And he also took four stat four sacks. I think those stats are not the most misleading, but when you hear those stats, I don't, I hear four, five for 14 and I'm not, thrilled but i know we had some thoughts on that josh rosen stat line yeah i would have told you that was josh rosen stat line too (laughs) um but i think we both kind of think there were how many drops did we say there were there were at least three that are still burning in my memory i can still see each one of them uh, where trey hit the guy right in the hands and he dropped it i don't know whose was worse brennan iukes or richie james's but man yeah yeah they were open, hit him in the hands. I just, I don't even know. It was a bummer. You know, I know what happened. Big bummer. Guys get drops. It's preseason, but still, I'm like, come on. And I've never been a, a massive Richie James guy as our wide receiver. Love him on the special teams, but hasn't, you know, he had one explosive game, and we talked about this a week or two ago. Yeah. Uh, he had one explosive game last year, and I was like, awesome. But I think I, they like I, him as a special teamer, but, yeah, I don't think he's a long-term NFL player for yeah. us. Yeah, stat line definitely didn't portray his game very well. Any want to just do big takeaways from watching Trey? My my biggest takeaway was oh my god, that arm. Everything he threw, like yes, we just talked about the 
the 80 yard touchdown pass, but even like a couple screen passes he threw, like it just, it had zip. Like he was putting some serious power behind the ball. Like he, like, and that has been, I feel like the trend of like young star quarterbacks, like Mahomes is the best arm talent we've ever seen. Josh Allen, this incredible arm and, and Trey Lance, like his arm was, was incredible. Did you, did you notice what I'm talking about? Totally. Yeah. I mean, it looked good. And honestly, again, from a young guy like that, I haven't necessarily seen so much, not even confidence in him, but I haven't had that much confidence in a lot of young guys. And he made me have confidence in him just after a few plays of, yeah, I, I, uh, I've never not been a believer in in Trey Lance, but really seeing him get out there is like, okay, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not someone who, just because I watched him, I'm I'm now like, oh, that eight yard touchdown. Oh, he's he's gonna be the starter easy. Yeah. But the fact that he and it wasn't that play. I think the thing, as I mentioned earlier, that play, the the play itself isn't what makes me so hyped up on Trey. It's the fact that he knows he could have had an easier option, but still aired it out and went for the big play and did it well. Yeah. And so, I mean, that is a that is a starting quarterback in the NFL. That's a top fifteen mindset of a guy in totally in the NFL where the quarterback can go. I have this option. It might be this moment where I need this, and I'm going to perfectly place this ball, and I'm going to lead him open as we talked about. So that that play, but it was so many facets of that play and other plays where his arm just looks good. He looks smart. He looks comfortable. Those are the reasons that. I, I yeah, but yeah, you're right. I think he could absolutely be the start at some point this year. Again, totally. I don't think it'll be before week one, but I think it, it could be. Could be, but I wouldn't bet on it for sure. Yeah, my my other, I there was one thing about Trey that surprised me from this preseason game. I was really surprised that there that he wasn't using his legs more. That there weren't any designed runs. Like we heard all about all these designed runs and read option plays and stuff. They're running, they're running in camp, and I was I was pretty surprised we didn't see any. I have a couple of reasons maybe as to why, but did you notice that too? I was like, I've been told that he's yeah. been running all these running plays. Why aren't we seeing those? Well, we talked about the last two weeks how he's going to play this year. Yeah. He's not. We're not, we're not saying he's going to start, but he's going to play. And it's on those exact kind of plays you just talked totally. about. So, and we didn't really see any of that. Um, I still think that's exactly how he'll be in totally the regular season. So it was almost like, hey, here's a teaser of Trey just being quarterback, not just with those plays. So I think maybe in the last preseason game in the next two, we'll see some more of those plays. Um yeah, I don't necessarily know why we didn't on this game, but I just I think yeah. that was a big teaser. I have I have two guesses, but yeah, I agree. I think I hope we get to see it, and I think it is a a teaser. I think one, I think Shanahan just might not have wanted to show it. Like that is something new that he's sure. bringing to his offense, and maybe he wants it to to be a surprise. And the other the other thing is when he practiced those plays, when we talked about this, he was working with the first team, like he ran those plays with our first team offensive line and he didn't get out there in the preseason with the first team offensive line. So it might've just been like the guys that he's run those plays with weren't out there. So Shanahan didn't call them. So if maybe he gets any first team snaps in a preseason game, maybe we'll see what they're calling maybe the tray package, but yeah. And it could also just be like Shanahan wants to save something to surprise everyone with in the regular season. I think that's a great reason to where, you know, we have these design plays. Why are we going to reveal them without the guys we're going to use them for, if at all? Totally. So it makes total sense that he waited. But yeah, I just, I was surprised that we didn't see, I feel like I'd been told Trey Lance was kind of a scrambler, kind of a guy who could make plays with his legs. So I was a little taken aback that we didn't see that as much as I would have thought. He ran around a little in the pocket, but not, yeah, some bootlegs, not really like extending plays and stuff like that. Like I had kind of expected to see. Yeah, let's uh, let's we'll wrap. That'll be our wrap up for Gray yeah. Watch today. We could do this all day. Oh yeah, today, but um, let's move on to some of the receivers. As I said, I was excited to see the tiny little bit of Debo and Ayuk that we did. That looked good. I said earlier I wanted to see more Trent Sherfield, and I still do. 
Um, I want to well, see if you're, if you're only going to have one catch, having it be an 80 yard touchdown, that's the catch I would pick in the case. Totally, of but I, want, <laughs> I want him to get more targets. I would love to see him higher on our depth chart. And I want to give him the totally opportunity to earn that. Um, I was also, and we talked about this earlier, was very impressed with Jawan Jennings. I yes. think he, and Kyle Shanahan said after the game that he was, he was putting in effort on every snap he took. And I thought he, he might have been the player in my mind that fought the hardest for a roster spot. He is yeah. he's fighting hard to, to climb that depth chart as well. I, I totally agree. I mean, he had a couple little just like screen passes that he took for 10, 15 yards, running guys over. I think I think Juwan Jennings, yeah, I think he fits right into this offense. And I think probably at the expense of Jalen Hurd, which is a bit of a bummer if Jalen Hurd can't can't really show out in camp. But yeah, Jennings is a guy that I'm excited to see a lot more of. And I totally agree. I think he's the guy who really showed up on the offense in this game. This we'll, we'll talk about this more as the preseason and the season goes on and where Jalen Hurd fits in the depth chart. But I, uh, I think the door is closing on Jalen Hurd. I yeah. think guys like Juwan Jennings who are like, Hey, this is what like, he's not saying this of course, but his play is going, this is what Jalen Hurd was drafted for. He isn't here to do it, so I'm going to do it. And Juwan Jennings has showed us he's going to do it well. So totally, if Jalen Hurd can't isn't going to be healthy, and, and I understand this is a little out of his control. I, I'm not trying to minimize the injuries at all. Totally, but if he's not there to fight for a spot, and someone else is going to do what he is supposed to do pretty well, uh, yeah. he might not make the roster. Um, if I will. If he's not around. Totally. I will say he did supposedly have a good practice the other day. He got a couple completions. Like he's, he's getting like, he's, it's not over for him yet, but I, I think you're right. Seeing Jawan Jennings do that was yeah. just exciting. And yeah. every time we can throw a versatile player who can get a lot of yards after the catch into Shanahan's system, like it makes me excited. Totally. And he loves having as many weapons as he can possible. And speaking of weapons, uh, Trey Sermon is going to be a hard guy to tackle. Yeah, Trey Sermon's gonna be a hard, hard guy to tackle. Um, I love watching him. You know, nothing necessarily too, no crazy plays, no Raheem Mostert like breakaway plays. But he looked uh, good. Sixty-yard touchdown. But again, we've talked about that's not necessarily Sermon's profile. He's not the one of the fastest guys in the NFL. He power is runner. Power runner. He is gonna, you know, and I power running is guys. a lot of teams are shifting to that because as defenses get faster and quicker. They also get a little smaller, and so power running yeah. can can really remember, be an advantage. I always relate some of the earliest power runners in terms of my earliest in terms of my watching football when I started. I thought about Maurice Jones Drew. Oh my boy, power runner whose thighs are bigger than my torso. Go Bruins, Atlanta Falcons. Also a Bay Area native. Yeah, uh, I want to say he's coaching football deal. So I don't know. Yeah, he, um, he went to De La Salle. Yeah, I was – no, he's an analyst. He wasn't coaching. It's just he went there. Um, yeah. Michael Turner. Remember Michael Turner? I want to say it's Michael I'm Honestly, Turner. I'm not sure I do. He was a running back years ago for the – well, years. <laughs> Some people are going to feel old when I say it like that. But I'm talking like 2012 a little – and before. I think uh, Marshawn personally is huh? my power runner. My power runner I think of is Marshawn Lynch. He's he's a lot of things, and he's not just a power runner, but you're right. He, yeah. He, in oh yeah plenty of guys so that'd be cool and now i guess modern modern nfl derrick henry yeah he gives power running a whole new name man because he's still fast as heck but anyway trey sermon i agree with you he looked awesome he did he had a fumble but i want to give context to that it wasn't just a fumble uh i think he got sandwiched between two guys and his his left hand his left wrist arm was hurting he was letting that thing hang um he was hurting after that. So it wasn't just a, oh, I didn't protect the ball well enough. He, his arm got caught or hit and it, you know, still a fumble, but it at least wasn't just a, I didn't protect it well enough. It was my arm got hit hard and it is yeah. still in pain. So that makes me feel much better about it. I would yeah. love some, some solid ball security from him. And I think we will. And the other thing that surprised me and made me excited with Sermon is he wasn't just running. Like he had some nice catches. He was running screens. Like, like I think we've talked a little bit about how I've seen him as a bit of a different kind of back than what the 49ers have done, but 
but he showed he can do what the 49ers have liked to do with their running backs. He was catching, he was quick. He was, he looked good. And I think the role we've talked about, I think that's exactly what we're going to see him in. And I think that's exactly what we saw him in on Saturday. I think that how he played it has really fit what we've talked about. So I'm excited to see more of that. Yeah. Do you think there's any, any chance, any realistic possibility that, because I've seen a lot of a lot of articles, a lot of people on Twitter are taking advantage of the fact that Raheem Mostert didn't play to make some hot takes saying Trey Sermon's going to be the 49ers RB1, like all this. Like I personally think Raheem Mostert has the running back one job locked up on the 49ers for at least the start of the regular season. Do you think, do you think uh, Sermon is knocking on the door? How do you think that's looking? I think uh, Sermon played really well, but I think there is zero knocking. I oh, think I, I agree. And I, this makes sense in my head, but I know everyone else might not be as shocked. I still very strongly believe that Jimmy G will be the starter week one. Yeah. I think that that is more in question than Raheem Mostert being the RB1. I, I fully think, agree with you. I think I'm more skeptical to see if Trey Lance takes over, and I do not think he will before week one at all. Yeah. Um, so that is me trying to say I would be so shocked if Mostert and Sermon switched. But the thing that we need to remember is Shanahan or I've already seen on articles as well. People are talking, it'll be more of a one, a one B thing. So before the preseason game, that's what they were saying. And it's because of the way they run. They're different. We got a, we got a speedster and a power runner. So I'm already dash. Yeah. Like dash and smash in that way. But yeah, I'm, I'm down for this most of one, a sermon one B. The, the thing is, is oh, sorry. before the preseason game. So I don't think that no matter how sermon plays in the preseason, I think that's already distinguished one, a one B and that's going to, that's how it's going to go. So it totally. might look like sermons taking over, but it, that's how it's designed to go. I, I really, the thing is, I know, like I say smash and dash, I say thunder and lightning, which you have like, you know, these teams, I'm trying to think of a good, like stereotypical version of this, where you have big power runner, quick guy who does more of the pass catching comes in on the third downs. I say that, but that's, that's not what the 49ers are going to do. Like, yes, they do different things, but Kyle Shanahan does not, he's too smart. He does not want coaches to be able to look and go, Oh, Trey Sherman's coming in, not pass catching. Oh, Trey Sherman's coming in, power running. Oh, Mostert's coming in, outside run. Like, that is not, they're going to be, like, yes, they're different runners, but they're going to be used interchangeably and doing the same kind of things, if only to keep defenses guessing. Like, I just don't think it's going to be that simple. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think Michael Hasty looked pretty good. And yeah. It's really agile. He had some good runs. Um. He had the most yards. He had what? Uh, I think ten attempts for sixty-three yards. So that's yeah. a great ratio. And he's totally bigger runs in there. So yeah, that's. I don't have a whole lot to say on him other than I'm. I'm. I'm curious to see how it shakes out between. The I don't think Wayne Gallman makes the roster after watching the running backs today. Oh yeah, on Saturday. He didn't look. He didn't look that good. Yeah, um, I mean, finish up. We haven't even their defense. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk a little let's defense. Up with a little bit of defense. I I gave a um, little bit of a teaser. Oh, sorry, Daniel. Go take it. No, you're good. Go ahead. All right. My biggest takeaway of the defense is that Talanoa Hufanga is making this roster. He was flying around out there. He looked so good, Daniel. He was fast. So he was good. making plays. He looks great. So good. And oh, man, did we need right that? Oh my gosh, oh, we yeah. need some rookie. He was a late, late later round pick. We needed a rookie secondary player to stand out. Six, fifth or sixth round, dude. Yeah, um, I mean, Ambry Thomas was like our early round big cornerback secondary pick, and he looked fine. But Hufanga looked awesome. Ambry did look fine, but I would say uh, man, Lenore? I always get it wrong. Yeah, Diamador Lenore. The 49ers put out that depth chart I sent you has a pronunciation guide. So it's Diamador Lenore. Diamador Lenore. Yeah. Uh, he had get an interception, but it was barely an interception because the ball was just tipped right to him. But he yeah. had reaction time to get it. So my thought on that interception is like, yes, he made the play, but he actually like was not playing very good defense. Like the guy he was covering had a full step on him. Like if he hadn't just like if he like he had him beat. He just made the tip and Lenore made the play credit for making the play, but like he was beat. Yeah. 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 Um, 
I was bummed. The first Chiefs touchdown, uh, the new guy we signed however long ago, a few weeks ago, B.W. Webb, um, it had to have been a miscommunication, I'm convinced, because he yeah. he gave him the inside or sorry, the outside immediately. Yeah. So I don't get what because it was man to man and he was just like, go here. So I don't know what was happening in his in his mind there, but it was uh Byron Pringle had the first touchdown for the Chiefs and he was wide open in the end zone. So totally. I just think that there was some miscommunication somewhere. And if there wasn't, yeah. Webb absolutely blew that play. But I think he just didn't get the coverage. I think he didn't hear the, the defensive play and he just didn't know what he was supposed to do specifically on that play but that was a bummer to see um as we said Diamador Lenore there it is I think so I think that's it uh, it was almost like he was rewarded for not doing a great job but it was yeah. quick quick reaction time to grab the yeah, ball but hey you make the play you make like you got to pick yeah um, what did you think of Ambry Thomas I didn't really take anything major away from him but he was a high draft pick I know the Niners are hoping he's going to turn into something. What'd you think? Yeah. Um, I wasn't wowed, but I, I'm not, I wasn't displeased with his performance. I think I just, yeah, that's really how that. I, I, I want to see more. I need yeah. to see more from him. Uh, I totally agree. I'm going to try Kai Nakua. Kai Nakua. Yeah. Uh, he, he does what, first quarter. Second quarter, I don't remember which it was earlier in the game, but he jumped so high to tip a ball. And I was like watching the play. I'm like, oh, that was a great defensive play. And then I watched Ken Webster almost intercept it. Well, he caught it and tiptoed, trying to stay in bounds, but his right foot was just out of bounds. And of course, Nakua didn't know, I don't think. But Ken Webster would have absolutely just this ball was perfect position for him. He would pick this thing off and been in bounds if Kai Nakua didn't tip it, I think. But it was an awesome defensive play. You can't not, if you are a defensive back and can, a defensive player and can put a hand on a pass, you put a hand on the pass. You can't be like, oh, the guy behind me might pick it. Like, no. Yeah. But what it was such a fun play because I don't, I'm not convinced either of these guys make the roster. They're they're two crime candidates fighting for a roster spot. So, yeah, I thought it was an awesome play for two guys lower on the depth chart. And it, it, it made me remember their names for sure. So, yeah. I mean, he had, but, uh, he had six tackles, Kainakua. Four solo tackles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm impressed. I, th- I think that they have a good shot. I was going to say Jonas Griffith good. really jumped out at me. He looked good. Yeah. Played solid. What was his? His stat line was he wound up with two passes disrupted, four total tackles, one solo tackle. I think, I don't think he's a rookie. I think Griffith is someone they brought in. I'm looking that up to confirm. Yeah. He's a linebacker. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, he is a rookie, it looks like. He passed deflected. Yeah. Great. He, looked, he, he looked good. I want to end with going back to Hufunga. Okay. I was thrilled with his performance. He I looked awesome. So much energy and potential. He made really good tackles. He goes all out every time I see him. Um, yeah. I really do see him being a big part of the defense. We needed it too. Starting now. Yeah. He's making the roster. Oh, absolutely. I think he could, he could be in line for maybe the, the backup position behind. I mean, if our starters, would it be Jimmy Ward and Haha Clinton Dix? I don't, I don't think Haha Clinton Dix has a starting role. I mean, uh, currently. I think he'd have to. I think it's more likely Hufanga starts than than Clinton Dix. I mean, he didn't make a team last year. Like, yes, he's a good veteran, but he was not on an NFL roster during the regular season last year. So there's a lot of question marks there. So yeah, I think I think Hufanga Hufanga taking that role. And just so you know, listeners, I'm a UCLA guy. Hufanga went to USC, so you know I'm telling the truth when I'm like, this guy looked awesome. Yeah, I again, this there's nothing for me to no reason for me to say this. Uh, no, no back, backup. I have for it, but I've just seen guys like George Kittle and Fred Warner, who were kind of quiet their first years of us, right? Yeah, we did not know that either one of them was gonna. I mean, you could say this for so many players and so many different teams, but you get guys and they're not like Kittle was a fifth round 
So yeah, maybe even later. Kittle was fifth. Hufanga also fifth. Dude, I'm just I'm saying, guys that people are dogging on and don't think that don't see any crazy potential in, give them a few years of NFL experience and skyrocket to all pros. Um, and yeah. so I'm not saying that Hufunga is going to do that, but I just think that a guy who works as hard as it seems like he does, a guy who has energy and and goes all out, like you could replace in what I just described Hufunga as, Kittle embodies all of that. And yeah. so if you get a guy who resembles similar character aspects of Kittle, it could be amazing. So I, he might be the player I am most excited to see grow in our. Yeah. I think, I think he's my most exciting takeaway from this preseason game. Like, yes, we saw Trey Lance, but the fact that we have a rookie who's stepping up and he's a safety, which is probably the position we need someone to step up at more than any other position. I could not be more excited about how Hufanga looked. Fifth round, I mean, he was not supposed to be – he was supposed to be like, oh, this guy's going to be fine. Like, we'll see what happens. Like, fifth rounders usually make the roster. Like, yeah. but, man, he looked – he looked great. Like, I think him starting is – he will have a role on this team. Like, I don't think that's that's a question anymore. I think he looked the best out of our – maybe the best rookie we had on the field. Probably definitely the best defensive rookie. I mean, it's probably a battle between him, Lance, and Sermon for, for best rookie, but I don't know. He looked Ambry, yeah. Ambry Thomas was third round. Ambry Thomas was third round, I think. Ambry Thomas was like a pretty elite guy coming out he coming into this draft. Coming out of the draft, I thought he was a steal from where we got him. Yeah. And so again, one preseason game, not knocking him by any means. And then where was Lenore? Lenore was sixth or seventh round coming out of Oregon. Was he really that late? He was he was later than Hufanga. I am I am pretty certain. Fact check us afterwards. Uh, surprised and impressed with Hufanga. Okay, Liam Lenore was a fifth round pick before Hufanga, actually. So my apologies, listeners. Yeah, I just I thought I thought I remember Hufanga being the like the last secondary pick, and I'm blown yeah. away. Like again, I'm not discounting Lenore or Amber Thomas. They're gonna have some more time, and I think they're gonna show up in big ways. But I just I love that. The third secondary pick in our draft is the one that we're most excited about coming out of the season. So 100%. He looked, he looked so good. Yeah. Hanging up next to my Lance Jersey. I wore it. I wore it on Saturday. All right, Daniel, any, any parting thoughts listeners? I'm going to try to get this up today. We're recording on Monday. We'll hopefully be back next Monday. And we got another preseason game this weekend. Um, joint practices against the Chargers. Cuts are coming up. There's a lot to follow with the 49ers. And hopefully you follow it with us here at 49ers Unrestricted. There is. Yeah, next week we get to talk about how the Chargers and the Niners are going to practice together this week. Some yeah. Bosa Bosa action. Bosa v. Bosa. I don't know if either of them are going to play in the, in the preseason game, but it'll be fun to watch. Uh, love both of them. Excited to see what we have. I don't think Nick Bosa is playing in the preseason. <laughs> We're uh, we're really gonna have a lot to talk about, as you said. Cuts are coming, season's yeah. getting closer. This depth chart is gonna is gonna shake out, and uh, if you're if you're wanting to know some names on the Niners that aren't the top three five guys, these next few weeks is where you're gonna learn them. So we yeah. got some fun stuff coming. Thanks for tuning in. Stay safe out there. Everyone.